0: Okay, not folks Radio. How do you do, folks? This is Dr. Simon. The show, as always, since two thousand and seven, are the stories we live by, and I haven't been on the air very much in the last year um i have started to feel that uh it's not can't do anything in terms of my belief. Uh, of the story I'm going to talk about tonight, that our society is dying. And every time I say that to myself, I say I have to go back on the air and do something and say something uh, to make sense of what's going on and perhaps in some tiny way stop the progression, the death that's taking place, the horror that's taking place, in a uh, wonderful democracy now disappearing in front of my uh, 72-year-old eyes. Uh, tonight I'm on the air at 8 o'clock, and I haven't been on the air at night in a very long time. I normally am on 4, 4.30 on a Monday or a Tuesday uh, because I haven't really wanted to spend the money to go premium. In 2007, when I went on the show, there was no premium. You didn't have to pay any extra money. And sort of on principle, I decided I wouldn't do that. Um, I know the people who started this, uh, uh, this, this show, uh, this network. And, um, well, capitalism is capitalism. Uh, I have to be, go with the flow. And so I decided tonight, given the urgency I feel about my saying something, that might help uh, restore some of the vigor and life to a society I believe is rapidly on the way down. uh, And the people I've spoken to today, uh, without even my asking or saying, uh, are voicing the same thing. What are we talking about right now? Uh, We're talking about the... um, We're talking about now the uh, destruction, the absolute destruction of a group of children, the the murder, the monstrous murder of a group of children who um, who are slaughtered by what can only be described as a monster. A monster is something that looks human but can't feel the pain of the individuals that it's causing pain to. Uh, A monster looks human but can't be fully human because a full human being loves life, uh, loves uh, people, uh, has a sense of art, creativity, uh, a feeling of joy. And again, I don't know what made this monster into a monster, but he's a monster. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, monsters that um, we have in our society that are part of the main stories that we tell ourselves. What we have is a very interesting kind of a proposition. If I put on my television set almost any time, there are stories about vampires, there are stories about werewolves, and there are stories about zombies. They're all over television. When these stories are not on, we have stories about ultimate villains who would destroy the world for a profit or for some kind of a kick, and superheroes who come and behave monstrously towards them and anybody who would work with those monsters and destroy them with great pleasure. So what we have are monsters and monsters and monsters fighting monsters and monsters and monsters. It's all about beings that look human but don't have the human quality of love, of compassion, of understanding, of forgiveness. It is all death, destruction, violence, ultimate violence. And now we have monsters walking into public schools, walking into temples, walking into shopping malls and opening fire. Uh, on on people well what we have then if you want to call in by the way you call in at 646-716-7756 and I want to talk about uh, why I think this is happening and what we might begin to do about it by the way I watched last night I watched Obama's speech at the Newton School that school where the slaughter took place of little babies 20 little children uh, where a man came in with a gun and he had enough ammunition that if the first responders if the cops hadn't come in he would have killed perhaps every child every teacher in the entire school he had enough ammunition this monster this pathetic beast that took his own life at the moment at which He um, saw the cops come in. He had enough ammunition to destroy every life in that particular school. If this isn't ultimate nonsense, if this isn't a proof that our society is in desperate, desperate trouble, I don't know what is. Now, let me talk a little bit about what I hear on television already, and that is that this is merely, merely, a problem of a person who has mental illness. In this case, the word Asperger's syndrome is being bandied about. I can tell you that Asperger's syndrome, like all these mental illnesses, are merely a label for behavior that we don't like and can't otherwise explain. And for those of you who have been following my show since 2007, go into the archive and listen to some of my broadcasts in which I explain in great detail, which I think I have to do again tonight and maybe in subsequent broadcasts, why there is no medical or scientific basis for these particular names. They are merely names for behavior we don't like. In fact, let me jump ahead. Let me read the criteria for a mental disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which is the Bible, the handbook of the American Psychiatric Association, and followed by all of the other um, uh, slaves to this book, the psychologists, the social workers, everybody who uh, collects money and funds uh, for their practice as a so-called mental health specialist. Mental disorders, and by the way, they're no longer called mental illnesses because anybody who knows the definition of an illness knows that you have a biological or physiological problem that can predictably explain the symptoms of the particular illness. One of the the main uh, uh, comparisons of a mental disorder that I always hear is that with epilepsy. Uh, I'm sorry, with diabetes. It could be epilepsy. Diabetes, has a person has a problem producing insulin from the pancreas. This can be measured. Not only can it be measured, we can diagnostically show the damage to the pancreas. We can make full predictions. If not exactly, but in, in, in certain degrees of certitude of the kind of symptoms that will appear if a person runs a particular blood sugar level of whatever, we can make predictions, tests can be done, we can do all kinds of scientific data about the reality and the validity of that diagnosis. There are no, none in any of the hundreds and hundreds of so-called mental illnesses, now called mental disorders, that can be traced to a physiological problem or a biological problem. It can't be done, it hasn't been done, I believe it'll never be done. What we have are individual differences that someone, either the family, the school, or society at the large, or religion doesn't like. And when you take these individual variants of behavior, of thought, of emotional expression, and you make them into a diagnosis, what you're doing is pretending that a moral judgment is, in fact, some kind of a medical problem. And I have to do this now because ultimately tonight, if I can help you understand and join with me in creating a psychological a psychological framework for rejecting guns in our society in their totality, this becomes critical. So, the definition is a clinically significant behavioral or psychological syndrome. Notice, it doesn't say a biological syndrome. It says a behavioral or psychological syndrome because they've given up trying to define these things as mental illnesses, even though they sell drugs galore to control these behavioral and psychological syndromes that occurs in an individual that is associated with present distress, disability, or with a significantly increased risk of suffering, death, pain, disability, or an important loss of freedom. Now tell me boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and folks of all ages, can anything more fit the definition than an individual walking around with a gun. Potentially dangerous, potentially lethal, potential loss of freedom, a potential increase in suffering. All of these things are associated with guns. So, we have a society that is dying. We no longer believe that we can protect ourselves from the ghouls, from the monsters, from the zombies, from the vampires, and we are going to defend ourselves against who? The other monsters. Now, here's the interesting part of this. If, in fact, what we now call mental illness or mental disorders are merely behaviors and syndromes of thought and feeling, that we lead can lead to pain suffering disability and loss of freedom that we can define guns and people who use guns as the problem as I watch on television all I hear is that maybe this boy this young man had Asperger's or maybe he had another mental syndrome I hear that he snapped that he flipped out that he broke none of which in any way explains his behavior. What I want to know is why this young man, what were his fantasies that he thought that the killing of little children was in his interest to do? Because that, in fact, explains it better than some stupid term, some meaningless term that says it's a medical problem. Now, It's clear to me, and has been clear to me, and if you listen to some of my earlier shows, it will be clear to you that an individual who so-called suffers from a mental disorder cannot be distinguished from those who don't commit a mental disorder, who don't have a mental disorder. There is no biological, there's no test, there is nothing that can differentiate them, except if you can get into their fantasies, And then make a prediction of how close those fantasies are to stimulating actual behavior. We have no way of doing that. We have no way of reading minds. And let me tell you, I hope there is never a way of reading human minds. Because that kind of of authoritarian, that kind of dictatorship will be uh, even beyond what George Orwell in 1984 Envisioned and most feared. So, what we have now are individuals who carry guns, who cannot be distinguished one from another, who will have the so called mental illness that will lead them to snap or to act out whatever the fantasy is that they have to destroy people in a mall, people in a theater. Or, in our our, our case right now, babies in a kindergarten in a public school. It seems to me the only way to go at this point is to redefine the definition of a mental disorder, which is crap. It's a moral term. But since it's being used now to explain why people do these things and why it's impossible to stop them, I want to say, let's broaden the definition of a mental disorder that anybody who is not a police officer or someone in the military who uses a gun, who dreams about using a gun, who dreams about fantasizing, about killing his enemies, is a person with a mental disorder and therefore shouldn't have a gun. I believe if we create an attitude in our society similar to the attitude towards smoking cigarettes. When I was a youngster, I smoked between 15 and 20-something. And then we discovered how much damage the smoking could do and decided that smoking was not a good thing to do. It was morally wrong to do. We're now uh, 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 fighting with the idea that maybe smoking around our children and other people we don't know is morally wrong to do. We don't call it a disorder, although I'm sure that's part of the new DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. So what we will have then is an attitude that says, if you have a gun, whoever you are, and for whatever reason you have it, you are considered inappropriate You are considered potentially dangerous. You are considered to have a mental disorder. Put your gun away. Give it up. Because you are part of the sickness, in quotes, the disorder that is literally destroying our society. And our society is being destroyed. I went to the mall this week with my wife. To walk around and buy a few items and as I'm looking around to see who has a gun and who might be shooting everybody else is looking around I spoke to an individual today a lovely man about my idea that anybody with a gun should perhaps be diagnosed as having a mental illness of gun dependency disorder and if there are fantasies about shooting and killing other people It should be called gun abuse disorder. And if the individual has in his possession weapons of mass destruction, machine guns, machine pistols, guns that can fire hundreds of rounds in a very short period of time and replace them with clips to fire hundreds of more rounds, they are seriously mentally defective. They have to be considered a danger to themselves and society. Otherwise, I can't imagine, I can't imagine where we're going to go with this. What I hear from the right wing, and I have been depressed, well, I'll talk about that in a a little bit. Uh, I was depressed all through the Romney campaign uh, when he picked and he chose to put himself at the extreme right wing, where individuals were claiming that a person who uses certain forms of birth control were committing murder. That women who wanted an abortion should have a transvaginal probe put up their vaginas who would have to have special permission to have this abortion. That the state that they claim they wanted small and ineffectual would be in our bedrooms. The same individuals who claim they are pro-life, are pro-gun. By the way, I have a question. If Jesus were to return to our earth today, what would be his gun of choice? What would he think about a population of people who claim in his name to be Christian, or any religion, to be completely armed? So this morning I was with a lovely individual And when I told him my definition, he says, well, I guess I'm mentally ill, but I really should explain why I have two guns. I'm the child of, of, I, I was involved with the Holocaust. I'm a Holocaust survivor. And before those people come to me and take me out as a Jew, I will take them out. Well, who is he afraid of? Who is he afraid of? Who are all the people who are armed, afraid of? What they're afraid of are people who are armed. I hate people who are anti-Semitic or anti-anything, anti-black, anti-Muslim, anti-women. anti I don't like anybody to be in control or pretend to be in control of my life who are anti-other human beings without seeing them first as human beings and judging them first as whether they, as human beings, individual human beings, are really a danger to them. We can't have that. And I said to this individual, you're afraid of people coming to get you as a Jew? And he said, yes, and I'm going to take some of them out before they get me. What a fantasy this is. He's this is a lovely man. But by any definition of a mental disorder... He has it. How many of the individuals out there who are packing heavy heat, who are packing enormous amounts of firepower, are afraid of anyone, anyone who is not armed? They are afraid of the people who are armed like they are. And they will not stop being afraid and not stop being dangerous until everybody puts down their guns and behaves like Scripture tells us to behave. How does it go? To beat swords into plowshares. What do we beat machine guns into? Well, certainly, we don't leave them as machine guns and machine pistols. We can't. We can't do this. So, we have a very interesting problem now. We have a society that is now fearful of itself. Fearful that everyone around is a zombie, a flesh-eating, crazed creature who cannot see the pain it creates or the humanity in those it attacks. We have a society filled of zombies who have heavy automatic weapons. We're in a world that's similar. And I really don't know how we deal with the external world. I really don't. I watch, I follow the inf- the, what I get on the news about Syria, where a zombie president of the country, Assad, is willing to destroy his entire population, men, women, children, and babies, so he can stay in power. And those who would bring him down with whatever weapons they have available to them. There are no good guys or bad guys here. Monsters. We are monsters. All of us are responsible. The second couple, two things that brought me out of my deepest depression, one was on election night when Obama won, because it seemed to me that many of my fellow citizens, who I really don't know were there, were saying, We don't want the ideologues, the haters, the paranoids, the ones who say, let's all be armed, don't have a government, let's all destroy the, quote, devil liberals. They lost. And the second thing was Obama's speech, and I didn't like him his first four years, but at this point, when he made that speech last night, It gave me hope that he will stand up and hopefully some of the politicians, Democrat, Republican, and whatever, citizens, will stand up and say, we don't want the zombies to be in control, the armed zombies to be in control in our society. We want creative, individual, collective citizens. I keep wondering, folks, When I hear about the individual's right to bear arms, what's the individual's responsibility to bear arms? Is there a responsibility? How many people must die for the individual to say, I'm going to be responsible, not just for me, but as a citizen to the collective society, not my individual needs, but to the collective society, to see to it that the slaughter, if not stops, at least slows down considerably. Australia had a problem in 1996 with a mass killing. They collected guns, they paid amnesty, they passed laws. They haven't had another slaughter in all of the years intervening. Almost what? 16 years, 17 years. Amazing. So, where are we? Where do you want to be? I suggest that as a psychologist, we accept the notion that anybody who has guns, who fantasizes about guns, and this is anybody, anywhere, has a mental disorder. And we begin to tell them, we believe they have a mental disorder. And the cure for the mental disorder is to put away the guns. To restore our country to a place where peace, where creativity, where love, and where children can grow up and not be slaughtered in their classrooms with multiple multiple gunshot wounds as they sit and their teachers are slaughtered along with them. People can go to a temple and pray without being slaughtered by the vampires there. That people can go to a mall and not be shot by mass killer vampires and zombies, or all of these individuals, accept responsibility for their disability, for the danger that they have in the syndrome that increase the risk of suffering death, pain and disability, because they're armed and they carry guns. I'm going to go, now that I paid the money to go premium and I'm on at 8 o'clock at night, I'm going to go on the air more often. And I hope that some of you will hear this and maybe some of you will enter into a dialogue with me. I'm going to hope to do this show again next week with a dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Lu Nguyen, uh who I did a show with, uh uh some years ago when we interviewed the then alive uh Thomas Zas, who was the, the, the I believe one of the heroes of the twentieth century, who showed how mental illness and mental disorder represent a myth, a medical myth, that these were nothing but moral judgments uh uh posing posing as some kind of a medical problem, to be drugged. Let me spend a moment on why I not only dislike this this idea of mental disorders because they're basically a hidden moral judgment. There are certain concepts built into it. One is that we're disconnected from one another. We're nothing but an individual. The problem, as the DSM says, is in the individual And I suggest there is nothing in the individual that is not between the individual, his family, his school, and the larger society. Yes, the individual may twist and turn what is between him and those around him. But it all starts between, not just simply within Zombies are produced by a society of zombies. And for a long time now, I have felt like a zombie. I have watched as our government started. Well, I was young when the Vietnam War started, and I knew that war was a lie. And I didn't think it would happen again. But without any real conflict or any opposition, we had eight years of Iraq, which was a lie. It was a lie. There were no weapons of mass destruction. We entered into a war for the profit of the gun manufacturers, for the weapon manufacturers. We slaughtered and had the best of us slaughtered by all manner of zombies with heavy artillery. Afghanistan. Monsters attacked our country. Yes, there are monsters all over. And we killed the head monster. And we're still killing and being killed so that the war goes on and on and on because we find no way and have no hope to suggest that human beings, that we follow what biblical scripture suggests and beat our swords into plowshares, that we put down our guns, that we stop killing one another, that we treat each other with justice and with love and with fairness to the best that we are able to do so. So, I've done over a half an hour. I have another half an hour uh, that I put on for. I really don't feel I could go on another half hour. I'm getting tired unless there is somebody there. Listen, folks, I don't ask for this often. I never ask for it. If you come across the show and you like it, tell your friends. Tell others have them listen, have them call on the next time I come on. Uh, I will even try maybe uh, <clears throat> one night later this week to do another half hour or 45 minutes uh, to continue uh, my plea for us to stop thinking about ourselves as monsters of zombies who are armed and divorce ourselves from those who would claim that the world is a safer, better place if we're armed with heavy-caliber uh, handguns and machine guns, and hundreds and hundreds of rounds of, information, of, 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 of uh, ammunition, which the young man who was finally who finally killed himself in the uh, uh, Connecticut school when he heard the first responders uh, what he did, he had enough ammunition again to kill every Man, woman, and especially child in that school, and probably would have done it. He is a monster, he is a human being. We need to understand what the fantasies and the background and the context of the humanity that produced this monster human being as monster. And as the president said last night, we're not doing a very good job protecting our children. And I believe we're not doing a very good job protecting our children because we're not thinking correctly. We can never know who will take a gun and shoot a mass of human beings. But we can know that anybody who has a gun potentially can do this. And it's time that we say the people who have the guns, particularly the people who have the heavy armament, the of bullets are disturbed, have a serious problem, and that they all seek ways to redeem themselves and resolve their problem by getting rid of the goddamn guns. It is time for us all to say it is not acceptable for us to walk around packing, afraid of each other, ready to kill each other, In order to quote, protect each other, and thereby turning ourselves all, all into monsters who are dangerous and destructive to one and all. I'm going to hold the phone for a couple of minutes. If anybody hears this and would like to call on, it's 646 716 7756. okay, can't do that, then I'm going to suggest that tonight is enough, I'm going to say good night, I'm going to say goodbye, and if you don't feel better, at least I feel better.